is season, season two, two, baby. <laughs> count them, count them. One, woo, woo. Two, two. We're all the we're, way there. We're all the way there. So it's we like welcome we're back, all the people, everybody. Yeah. Welcome back, uh, our few subscribers and ourselves. <laughs> the old people who stuck around through the hiatus, yes. and the new people who are inevitably coming back in the hundreds of thousands this time. Welcome. Because how could you not? <laughs> welcome, new listeners, and welcome back. Our originals, the Lucidity this originals. This going to be even better. This season's going to be fabulous. Than the last one. Guys, like, I don't actually, understand. Yeah, it's unbelievable how much better oh, we're going to be. Oh, man. Oh, my gonna God. It's going to be amazing. Just get ready. Just get ready. Uh, I, right. In case you're not familiar with us, I'm your host, uh, the head writer, actually, really, the only writer, the only, yeah, I don't uh, really write. slash researcher of this podcast, Ryan Muskin, and I'm here with my co-host and partner in crime, Levi Rainey. That's... Also check out lucidipodcast.com to hear lucidipodcast.com all of this season and all of last season. Today we have returned and we are talking about basically kind of what we talked about in episode 1 of the first season, but we're going to come back to it with more intensity and a clearer ideology. And and now that we have experience with uh, podcasting, we're not going to sound as god off as we did in that first episode. We titled this episode Truthiness. I found this word. I didn't find the word. I heard it from Stephen Colbert. Uh, Stephen Colbert coins this term. He didn't invent it, but he basically brought it back into modern language. Uh, If you watch... Like like 10 years ago. Yeah. How long? Was it 2002? 11. 2005. 2005. Stephen Colbert. First episode of the Mm -hmm. Colbert Report. That's right. He brought this term back. And this guy is a freaking genius. I highly recommend... You go watch the first episode of the Colbert Report, um, and so you can, the Late uh, Show with Stephen Colbert that's now on uh, CBS right. weeknights at eleven thirty-five. Equally as great, truthiness. <laughs> truthiness is an interesting term. It was named Word of the Year in two thousand five uh, by the American Dialect Society, and for two thousand six by Merriam-Webster. Essentially, the word refers to it's an inclination to believe something is true because it feels right despite any supporting evidence logic or facts yeah and it's like that's opposing to truth um truth is it's it's (laughs) more emotion than like colbert says it's like it's in your head or it's in your heart instead of in your head right in in the pilot he's quoted as saying we're not talking about the truth we're talking about something that seems like truth the truth we want to exist so that's kind of like the idea behind lucidity for all of our new listeners um, there's these things that we want to believe sometimes or things that feel like they should be true and they're not. And so we take those ideas and we clarify them and say, actually, this is how it really is. Can uh, we use, can we coin the term lucidify? We I, lucidify those things. Is that I don't think a it's word? a thing. Lucify, I think, I think is like. Lucidify. Lucifer. Huh. I don't no, know, lu- I don't know. lucidify. <laughs> lucidify. With the D. Okay, yeah, lucidify. That's fine. We'll take that. Yeah, keep That's going. Our word keep now. going. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Why is this significant, though? Why do we care about truthiness versus truth? Well, there's plenty of reasons, and they're pretty obvious. But I'll start with an example from a book I read. Uh, this book's called it's True Enough, written by Farhad Manju. Um, in this nice. book, he <laughs> Manju explains the story of a mother. Her name's Christine McGuire. And he tells about her and her three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Eliza. Eliza was sick one afternoon in April of 2005. Uh, She was taken to a pediatrician, 
but nothing serious was actually ever found. Eliza was prescribed an antibiotic. Uh, however, her condition grew worse. Eliza saw several pediatricians, and none of them were able to figure out what was wrong with her. In late of May 2005, Eliza died. Further research on her body found that she actually died of AIDS. Uh, Eliza's mother, Christine, she was diagnosed with HIV 13 years prior to this, but she declined any antro, sorry, antiretroviral medication for her daughter. Uh, that has saved tens of thousands of lives, and it likely would have saved her daughters as well. She declined it because she didn't believe HIV caused AIDS, which we now are all pretty certain right. that that is 100% so true. So a young girl died because her mother chose to believe something that she felt was true mm-hmm. without knowing the actual truth that could have saved her daughter's life. So yeah, if you're wondering why it's important to know the truth and not to just feel the truth, uh, that's that's why. It's a pretty good example. Yeah, it's a, that's a pretty good example because then, you know, three and a half year olds died, which isn't funny. Hey! <laughs> I'm going to stop that before everybody turns this podcast off. Do you remember okay. what we did for episode 8? Episode 8, was that the home one with the penguin? Yeah, that's the one with the really good marketing. Yeah, we discussed uh, climate change denial. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, if you guys go back, and this is just a good example. I mean, I guess any episode that we did is a good example of our own show. But right. <laughs> Except, well... This one, well, well yeah. I, this, yeah. Yeah, don't listen to episode Not- 1. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. No, episode eight's a prime example, though. It's about it's good. climate change, and that relates directly to this. And that, though, climate change deniers. Sorry if you're a climate change denier. You might just want to turn this off, but I'd appreciate if you didn't. Uh, go back and listen to episode eight. Climate change deniers are like the biggest proponents of truthiness. They are people that don't like the idea of climate change, and they will deny it full heartedly. Um, because it feels right. It feels right to say that that's not the truth. But the truth, there right. is so much science. And if you go it's back and listen... It's easier to just say, oh, there's such thing as clean coal, you guys. We can just keep going on coal forever. We have hundreds right. of years worth. Nothing's going to happen. Okay, right. no. Right. Every, like, what is it? Every year since, I think, the 90s has been the hottest year on record. And then after that is the next, is the hottest year on record. And then every time. Yeah. That, it was like since it 19 just keeps being the hottest year. Like it's yeah. Mm, since 1998, every year is getting, there's a lot of proof. It's really upsetting. And people are just like, no, it doesn't, that doesn't seem right but, to me, but I don't want it to. And not to, so, yeah, um, I don't know, not to offend yeah. people on their beliefs, but like there's, you can have beliefs on like religion and, Things like that that we can't prove through but fact, it's like scientific fact, right? When it's is like given to you, con- like about if I change. hold up, if I tell you right now that a tree is a plant, you can't tell me that a tree is not a plant. You're not a, that. You can't have an opinion on that. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Anyways, <sighs> continuing on uh, another example that we have is from the Bush administration. Would you like to yeah, talk like about that? right after nine eleven? The Bush administration, like, believed that Iraq possessed WMDs, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. But, like, no banned weapons were ever found in Iraq, and there's no evidence supporting it. There never was any evidence no, supporting it. It was just, like, a all. hunch. 
Yeah. Like the Bush administration was like, yeah, well, we, what if yeah. what if they want a boom boom and we don't want the boom boom? So. I feel like they've got weapons over there, so we're just going to kill them all and right. risk lives to see right. what they and, have. And W himself acknowledges this fact, but yeah. like uh, what a Harris study in 2010 showed that 40 percent of Americans like mm-hmm. denied that they didn't have WMDs. So yeah. they and thought they still had weapons even when President Bush. And that's to this day. I, says well, they didn't. At least till the past six years ago when they conducted this study. 40% of people. 40%. 40%. We're like, that's almost half of America. Yeah, I wonder how that divvies up. Like, is it is it Democrats who are just like, President Bush can't know what he's talking about? Or, <laughs> I, I don't know. How does it split up? I have no idea. I don't. I'm not even I have no it. idea how that works. None of you are going to know either. I just, that's so many people that just believe in the 40 fa- like and then yeah. i don't know i just that frustrates me and i'm not that's another thing where it might feel like oh yeah well i feel like they did probably have some weapons there and they did i think find i know they found like mustard gas bombs which are definitely weapons of a lot of destruction but when they say wmds i think oh. they're referring to like <laughs> nuclear weapons not weapons of a lot of destruction yeah, yeah. Mass <laughs> destruction. not mass i think there was a big okay. difference there Weapons uh, of a lot of destruction just doesn't have the right ring to it. Yeah. If you're, there's, there's certain types of people that probably hate our podcast. Yeah. Move on to the next step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In uh, 2006, Dr. Shanto, uh, you know what? You're going to have to edit Iyengar? this. Yeah. <laughs> Iyengar. I'm going to say Dr. Shan- Shanto Iyengar of uh, Stanford. He conducted a study where he had participants rate the attractiveness of articles um, covering six broad categories. So he actually had them rank basically like how appealing is this article to you. Um, and these articles didn't have anything particular. They were very neutral in these uh, their like content. News articles? Just... Yeah, they, they, were, they were basically news, but it was just facts. There was no um, bias in them or opinion. It was just okay. like strictly like telling a story of like scenario basically or whatever. Uh, and after they obtained a baseline of the ratings, they ran the study again with another group of participants. But this time, they randomly placed either a CNN or a Fox News logo at the top of the article, um, despite there not being any relationship. So these weren't written by Fox or CNN uh, journalists. They were completely neutral articles. They just had the logo on them. Um, and as expected, despite the content of the articles, uh, Republicans preferred those associated with Fox and the Democrats preferred those associated with CNN by a (laughs) lot. It wasn't just a little number. I mean, it was like a huge percentage. They strongly, uh, Republicans strongly disliked the CNN articles, found them very unappealing (laughs) only because it had the little logo on the top. They didn't read any content. The exact same content. Exact same thing. But they said, no, I don't, that's a bad article. So this is evidence that people surround themselves. They have selective, um, Perception is what they call that in psychology. And it's when people surround themselves with information in media that is consistent with their own beliefs, it reaffirms what they believe in instead of any evidence or argument that might actually challenge them. Um, I know, like, my father, no offense, Paul, but my father (laughs) is a hardcore Fox News fan. He watches Fox. He loves Bill O'Reilly. He loves Glenn Beck. And I just think it's really funny. And then we'll, you know, we'll have on CNN and they'll just be reporting a story. They won't have any opinion based on something. They'll just be reporting some news and he'll just be like, oh, this is garbage. Like, why do you have this on? And I'm like, dad, come on, man. If you said it, he was watching Fox. He wouldn't even. Right. It wouldn't even matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. There could be a Republican on 
CNN talking about the entire Republican agenda, and my dad would be like, what is this shit, you know? Right, but same goes for, like, Democrats. Democrats, yeah. If, go, if they watch Fox, they're just like, oh, they're just idiots yeah. talking about nonsense. They same, don't believe in it. Right, right. So, it goes both ways. Either, both ways. Yeah. So, uh... Now we're going to cue a break. I don't know how... Uh, <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> yeah. Hit it! say? Just about. It's actually pronounced cognitive dissonance, you idiot. Oh. But, <laughs> um, today, we are talking a little bit about cognitive dissonance, which is related to everything that we talk about on lucidity. So I may as well define it for y'all. Cognitive dissonance is a term used in psychology, the psychological discomfort uh, that happens when our beliefs or actions are contradicting. It happens because we like consistency and the idea that we can understand and control our world. We love control, right? When these contradictions happen, we go through a process to reduce it, which I'll talk about in a second. But but basically, uh, cognitive dissonance is like when you you do something that's against your belief system, and your brain cannot like function. It doesn't know what to do. So you kind of try to reduce this feeling of dissonance. So you just like say things to yourself, yeah. and then you start to believe it. Yeah, you kind of like rationalize it or, or something. It's it's interesting. Uh, so I'll let's go through the steps of um, reducing cognitive dissonance. The first one is uh, you'll either do a change in behavior or cognition. So, so you say things like, "I will not eat any more of this donut." <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's that's what you say, right? And then right. you'll justify the behavior or cognition so by changing you, the conflicting cognition. Yeah, you go against what you said about not eating the donut, right. and then you just go with, well, I'm allowed to cheat every once in a while. Right, yeah, classic, right. Uh, so now it's okay, because you're allowed to cheat. It's fine. <laughs> right, it's perfect. Then you justify that behavior or cognition by adding new cognitions. <laughs> I'll spend 30 extra minutes at the gym to work this off. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you just ignore or deny any information that conflicts with existing beliefs. Well, I mean, the donut isn't even that high in fat, so <laughs> I my, could eat it and it's fine. That's my favorite one by far. It's just <laughs> when people just ignore or deny information. Guys, fat doesn't make you fat. Calories do. We're going to talk about that right, later right. in the season. Yeah, wait for being for fat. Oh my God. For real. It's going to be the best episode we ever make. Woo! <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, uh, tell us about the fox and the grapes. So, yeah, famous example a lot of psychologists will use, uh, especially professors when they're explaining cognitive dissonance to students, is the story of the fox and the grapes. Basically, there's a fox and he's out by a tree where there's a vineyard of grapes. I don't really oh, know how grapes vineyard. work, but these grapes are too high for him to reach and he's trying to eat them. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps going for it and he's going for it and he's just too tired and, and he's just insufficient he can't reach the grapes right is he a cute fox so instead of accepting that he's incapable of getting the grapes instead of letting his pride get hurt um he just decides he doesn't even want them after all right success yeah and that's that's a great example of cognitive dissonance you know what i don't even want the grapes so is right uh so that's that's my (laughs) i think i think we'll see a prime example of the fox and the grapes next week when donald trump loses the election Uh, right? Right? He's gonna see, like, he'll be like, I didn't even want to be president. It was a joke. Uh, I was just kidding. (laughs) 
We're not here to talk politics. <laughs> I didn't but, lose. But you if, lose. If he does lose, which right now <laughs> the polls polls are making it look like he's gonna, it's showing that he probably he will likely be losing this election. Right. But if he does lose, I am curious to see what dissonance he's gonna go through and how he's gonna reduce that because he has been so confident that he's gonna win, and you never hear from the losers really afterwards. I mean, they give the speech, but they don't well, really. They're out. Yeah, they're just they're out, out of the, the spotlight. Guy. Yeah, but this is Donald Trump. He's a whole. He doesn't leave the spotlight. That's true. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, maybe we'll touch on it during episode two. Maybe, maybe not. Final words. All in all, basically to sum up this episode, at the end of the day, we are emotional beings, and our feelings they often control our actions and our beliefs, even if the facts contradict them. We need to mature as a society just to move away from this idea of truthiness, of believing what feels right. We have a responsibility to educate ourselves, to move past our pride and stubbornness, and to have the willpower to feel uncomfortable, especially when our beliefs are challenged, and to search for truth. Never stop searching. Rethink everything. Lucidity. Thanks for coming back and listening to the Season 2 premiere of Lucidity, our website where you can find this episode and all our episodes from Season 1, along with our social media links, is luciditypodcast.com. And we'll be back next Tuesday with an all-new episode where we'll be talking about success, uh, specifically some stuff from Malcolm Gladwell's favorite book, Outliers. So be sure to check that out. And if you're new, thank you for joining us today. And please come back and subscribe and all that stuff. Lucidity is written by Ryan Muskin and produced by Levi Rainey. Bye.